You're listening to the DCAU Reveal, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes and at Facebook.com slash DCAU Reveal. Now, here's today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome to the DCAU Reveal. I'm your host, Cal. This is episode 14 already of the DCAU Review. Crazy to think about. Uh, alongside me, as always, my co-host and the guy that runs the absolute best Twitter account. He doesn't just run one Twitter account. He runs another podcast Twitter account. He runs his own Twitter account. This guy is multi-talented Twitter Twitter famous. Well, as he should be. I'm very busy on the social media front. I don't know how you do it. All those plates spinning in the air. But with me... My brother and good friend, co-host, Liam. Liam, welcome to DCA Review, episode number 14. I am... I don't I don't overuse this word. I am ecstatic to talk about the episode we've got to talk about today. We have what could be, Liam, um, maybe a top five episode in DCAU lore here. Yeah. Um, you talk about your classics, you talk about your hearts of ice, or your heart of ice, you talk about, uh, you know, maybe Starcrossed, or, you know, some of those other, I- I'm trying to think of some of the more famous uh, Justice League episodes, um, you know, the the Vandal Savage episode, Savage Time, Savage Time is, is great, uh, Divided We Fall and Unlimited, the, the confrontation epilogue, absolutely. Um, you know, you, you have you have these sort of like ten posts that are just great episodes. Nothing to fear. We talked about was one of those good yeah. episodes in Batman the Animated Series. Uh, but today we have arguably could be might be the best Superman animated series episode. Um, but is certain and definitely could be in the top five, maybe top ten of DCAU total uh, episodes. Uh, we are of course talking about. Uh, episode of Superman the Animated Series, The Late Mr. Kent, uh, which is, uh, Liam, we talked about before we hit the record button that uh, this is a unique episode in that it is very different from almost every episode of the DCAU, whether you're looking at Batman Beyond, Superman, Static Shock, Batman the Animated Series, New Batman Adventures, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, whatever it is, this because the Zeta it, project. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be on the DC streaming service. There is a Batman <laughs> Beyond episode yes, or two tied to that, so might have to branch off into that. We'll uh, see. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll be episode like three thousand <laughs> of the DCA review after we've reviewed every other Elseworlds possible. <laughs> yes cartoon or whatever we'll review marvel stuff first we'll get get to it one day (laughs) one day we'll get to the zeta project um no but this episode is it's formulaic in that it is set up a lot you you mentioned it's set up like a maybe like a 1940s or 50s serial detective type story yeah in that you start off with a narration from clark kent and it's it's a shocking start to the episode. It, they're at a funeral, and they don't tell you at first who the funeral is, and then they reveal uh, a few minutes into it that it's Clark Kent's funeral. Yeah. And uh, we know that Clark isn't dead because Superman is standing there at the funeral, but then it's they slowly go back and reveal how they got to this point. And it is written incredibly well. Um, I we neglected to get I, I neglected to do the research on who the writer on, on this is, which we'll do. It was here. Stan Berkowitz. Stan Berkowitz, tremendous. This episode is oh man, it's just so good. You take a form formula that isn't it's not an original formula. How you know you you start sort of in the middle of the plot, you go back and then you work your way back to that same point and then work forward. But it's executed so incredibly well here. 
Um, you know, you have Clark Kent who apparently has died. They they go back and they they go through. Uh, he's investigating this this murder. Uh, this guy that's on death row that's about to be put to death. Which talk about deep subjects of a children's cartoon. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But guy on death row uh, for and a like crime a nuance in like how crimes are punished because yeah. I mean he free the the criminal freely admits to Clark Kent. I I'm a thief. I've stolen plenty of times, but I've never hurt anybody. And sort of the idea of sort of trying to explain in a children's cartoon like the differences in sentencing and yep. how like a thief should be treated compared to how a murderer should be treated. And you know, not to get into like social issues or whatever, he does happen to be African American yeah. also, which is like uh, you could kind of go into some of that if you want to and how their sentencing versus it, uh, yeah. yeah, it certainly implied that it was kind of open and shut. And as as we learned through the plot, it's because the cop who was working the case is the true murderer who has been framing this this uh, you know not maybe not quite innocent, but a uh, certainly not a murderer. They do touch time. on though too that. Because he is where he was socioeconomically, that he only could afford a public defender, and the public defender yes. didn't do their due diligence to check all the facts. So mm-hmm. there is a subtle little... Uh, and sort of the idea that maybe people were just really willing to believe that this guy did, because he's a criminal he's already. He's a criminal of course, already. And he tried to fence the victim's necklace, so of course he killed her. Like, right, there's circumstantial evidence there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very nuanced in that right, for sure. Um, but interesting thing I, I think about this episode is that uh, it's there's so many levels of it. We'll get right into our into our categories here, Liam. We talk about plot, music, our visuals, and animation is our third category, and then we our fourth category is voice acting. Um, but we talk about the plot here first. Man, this plot is just tremendous. It it's twists and turns. You, I mean, it's kind of obvious from the get go. You're introducing whenever you introduce a brand new character. To a to a setting, yeah. eh, more likely than not, that guy's gonna be. It's like Hush, the Hush comic bit, book yeah. series. Spoiler alert: you know, the Hush comic book series is one of my favorite series Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. It's written so well, but it was kind of telegraphed that Tommy Elliot, this brand new character that they're introducing into this series, ends up being the bad guy. Like, yeah. So the fact that they introduced this Detective Bowman at the very beginning as this guy, and he's not just a background character, and it, he's the guy that's working on the case, and he seems shady, and, and like. It kind of telegraphed it a little bit that he's going to end up being the guy that is framing and setting up this guy for murder. Yeah, there's not really, and maybe that speaks to the time constraints of 20 minutes, there's not really time to set up, like, a secondary suspect right. to kind of, like, get the heat of him like you would see in, like, a normal, like, law and order type procedural sure. drama or something where you have 45 minutes or whatever when you cut out commercials that so you can add in two or three red herrings. Right. At, uh, so yeah, you didn't necessarily have time, so that's fair. Um, that that there there weren't a ton of suspects, so it wasn't necessarily that part of the mystery. But the mystery he solves the mystery pretty early on of who's behind it. There's probably still about you know eight to ten minutes left in the episode when he does. But it's more it's again finding the evidence, which goes into Clark Kent as a reporter and as something of a detective here. Right, because the evidence that he discovers that's going to free this guy gets destroyed in the explosion right. that supposedly kills Clark Kent. So then it's like, well, he knows at this point that he that the guy's innocent. How does he? How does he, as Clark Kent, who's now dead, prove that this guy is innocent when the evidence itself has been destroyed without revealing his secret identity? And but 
while still working within the constraints of the law. Because he could, Superman, he could go in and break this guy out of prison too. Yeah, and he knows that that's not gonna, that's not the answer. He has to, he has to prove this. Yeah, guy and innocent. he ends up having a discussion with his parents about you know maybe this, maybe I just have to reveal to people like I can't let this guy die, even if it means I have to tell everybody that I was Clark that. Man. That's such a great and and you know I know how much you your appreciation for Superman has increased over the last several years, but that really speaks to the Superman character as well. It's like. He, yeah, he's Superman, but really he's Clark. Yeah. And he talks about, he, in that conversation with his parents, he talks about how this can't be the end for Clark Kent because he will go crazy <laughs> if he has to be Superman all the time. Yeah. And that, I mean, that always speaks to, I mean, there's the idea of is Superman sort of a selfish person by having a personal life because he's, you know, while he's sitting typing at his computer at the Daily Planet, there's an earthquake in Nicaragua he's not taking care of or something. Right. Um, the idea of he could, you know, he could be everywhere all the time, theoretically, and, and he's not necessarily. Um, he, he's sort of, we've talked about this before, he's sort of the fireman of, of the DC universe. Sure. When the, when the big epic thing, uh, uh, and maybe that's also a reason that this plot is, it stands out so much, is because it's not this large, grandiose, it's not a giant gorilla right. or an alien invasion. It's a guy is begging to his, appealing to his humanity you are my last hope, Mr. Kent. Please save my life. Yep. And he and he, he even mentioned, I thought they actually did a pretty good job of why he was even driving yep. to the governor's house to give him this evidence because he wanted this to be a moment for Clark Kent to stand yep. to stand and tall. And get the credit, absolutely, and, instead of Superman getting the glory right. for, all, for uh, So I thought they, they even kind of covered their bases in what could have been little nitpicking uh, yeah. moments of, oh, well, why was he even driving a car? It's right. Like, well, that's why, because he wanted this to be Clark Kent's win. So, yeah, I gave Plot 10 out of 10. It's tremendous. It's, as you said, top five, maybe top three uh, of the best episodes I think the DCAU ever produced. And uh, it's it's just tremendous all around. I thought, it, I thought from a plot perspective, it's perfect. Yeah, I think this is our first time we've, we've ever been on the same page as far as this is concerned. We both gave Plot a 10 out of 10 on this. It's... Uh, Man, this episode is so great. Man, I remember. I mean, we, I got real excited when we talked about doing this episode. Yeah, and um, you know, even up to the very last seconds of the episode, which are intense, especially for a for a, a child's cartoon. But it's just like, man, oh, it's just so great when he gives that last line when he come when he, when Bowman. Spoiler alert: When Bowman is on death row now for for the murder. Um, which, by the way, the only thing in the plot that I didn't get was, did they ever give a reason why he did the murder? No. They didn't, yeah, they didn't, he framed him for it, but they don't really give a reason why he committed the murder itself, yeah. which is, which is maybe a plot hole, but it's, it's more or less an afterthought, but regardless, he was convicted, and he's on death row, and he comes to the realization seconds before he's gassed to death <laughs> that, uh, that Clark Kent is Superman, and it's just, oh, it's just so great. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for the plot for this. Uh, if, if Seriously, if you want to spend 22 minutes and just enjoy DC Animated Universe uh, cartoon, plop this one in. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is the way to go. All right, moving on to our next one, Liam. Uh, music. Uh, music I thought was okay. Um, it, uh, this is an episode. It didn't need music. Um, it falls into that same category that we always do. It wasn't offensive. It did, didn't mm-hmm. distract. I don't think it added anything. Um, there, you know, there's a scene at the end with a helicopter where Bowman is attacking him with a police helicopter. Um, 
that uh, I didn't really even notice the music in that. There, the Superman theme it comes in where Superman saves Lois from being thrown down a flight of steps. Um, but it wasn't distracting. Thought it was fine. Gave it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, it went a little stronger. I went 7 out of 10 on this. I thought, yes, there's there's a few moments where the Superman theme came, came in that I think really worked. Where he, uh, when he's pouring, when he gets a water tower, he pulls it off the top of a building to put out a fire after uh, Bowman blows up Clark Kent's apartment. Uh, they bring in the Superman theme there, which I thought was very nice. And yeah, again, when he's, when he's fighting, Bowman's in a helicopter firing missiles at him and the theme kind of comes in there, and then a little bit again when he uh, saves the uh, the inmate from from being cast. Apparently, that's the only way Metropolis executes. Not only do they believe in capital punishment, they believe in extreme capital punishment in Metropolis. I guess this goes like is that what they were doing in the '30s? They were gassing people when they were killing. Like, because this is maybe. super. It's like retro, future retro. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I mean I guess maybe that's because you. <laughs> You, there was there wouldn't be time for him to save him once the switch is thrown if it was an electric chair and they're not doing hangings right or guillotines or, or, or like gunshots I guess right. I, I don't know but uh, yeah, yeah so I went seven out of ten I thought there was some nice kind of sorrowful music in a few spots during the funeral scene at the beginning and uh, there's a scene where uh, we'll get to that in voice acting I think but uh, uh, when when Lois and Superman are sort of just talking about Clark Kent. Uh, while they're sort of investigating together, and and you know Lois kind of pours her heart out a little bit about how she how much she cared for for Clark as a person, and I I just thought the 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 music undertones there I thought were were pretty strong. So yeah, I went seven out of ten for that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on to visuals and animation. Let's hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I went another ten out of ten on this. Yeah. I thought. Wow, is this our first episode with two tens in this it? This might be my, the first double tens. There's obviously been ones where we've each given a ten, but right. I don't know if either of us have ever had a double ten before. Wow. Um, so I just thought it was tremendous. I thought everybody is on point. Animation is great. There's some excellent hashtag Kate movement, <laughs> which we haven't gotten to talk about in a couple weeks I know, yet. I've, finally. I've been, itching, I've been itching for it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When Superman's standing at the in the in the graveyard and yep. you see his cape flowing there, he's, when he's when he's again putting out the fire you see it there when he's fighting the helicopter and um really cool part at the end again when he's saving the death row inmate's life he creates spins around and creates a wind funnel and pulls all of the gas out of the room and right into the atmosphere right flies it up into the atmosphere a lot of i imagine metropolis just had a a spike in goose deaths (laughs) just any any birds flying through at that point just all just dropped immediately (laughs) But uh, yeah, but I thought I thought there's a lot of great visuals, and again the showing again genuine emotions. There's a part where when the bomb goes off in Clark's car, there's a really cool shot where it kind of flashes white, but you can still see Clark, and he's he's got this kind of look of like shock and anger on his face as he realizes what's happening, and then he crashes into the water, and sort of the again the color scheme changes as he gets kind of further away from the sun. And uh, him moving through the water, I thought was animated really well, and sort of poking up above the surface. And there's a lot of just tremendous uh, to the very last shot, as you mentioned, when when uh, when Bowman is about to be gassed, and he he gets his eyes light up when he says he's Superman, and you can see his eyes are bloodshot. Like yeah. you can see the veins in his eyes, which I thought was a really really nice touch. So. Yeah, I, I went 10 out of 10 for uh, another for visuals score. here. So uh, what about you? I went 9 out of 10. Um, I, I felt like um, 
The only my only nitpicky complaint was I thought Bowman's character design was a little exaggerated. Um, you know, he kind of looked looked a little off compared to the rest of Superman's characters. Um, I know we're getting this is this episode I believe is past uh, World's Finest at this point in the. Uh, is it past World's Finest? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's just past, past just past World's Finest. Um, so I think some of the animators should change. The rest of the episode is, is animated just beautifully. Um, you already mentioned the crash scene is, is animated really well in the water. Um, there's a scene where a missile gets shot at Superman oh, yeah. and he catches it. And it, the way that it goes is that it follows the missile all the way till Superman catches it. And then after he catches it, you see him launch with the missile into into this kind of, uh, I guess, sewer sewer exit or something like that. Uh, under a bridge it's great uh just animated so incredibly well everybody i thought looked on point uh there was nothing it was a lot of nighttime so maybe mm-hmm. that was maybe that we talked about how before how the how daylight seems to kind of expose some some things in the animation sometimes but uh man uh it's it's close to perfectly animated i thought the characters uh looked on point uh, a lot of hashtag costume changes in this episode yes. too. Lois wearing three or four different outfits, and uh, characters dressed in all black at Superman's uh, funeral instead yeah. of just or at Clark's funeral. Jimmy Olsen got out of those baggy pants for once. Yeah, I don't know how he runs in those things. <laughs> got to carry a lot of film in his pockets, I guess. I don't know. He's got his cameras like strapped to his thighs. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's animated really well. There's a lot of explosions. The the explosion scene at Clark's apartment is good. Uh, the, the fire is done really well. The water tower, you know, he goes and gets a water tower to put that out. I thought that was great. Um, the the use of uh, the X-ray vision, we talked about that, I think, in the very first episode um, and how they do that. That's executed perfectly every single time. Mm-hmm. Not only do they – you have the sound effect that they use so you know what power he's using at the mm-hmm. time, um, but also the the fact the way that they execute it is, is great. There's a scene where he uses it to identify Bowman at the scene of – the uh, explosion in his apartment. Um, but it, it's great. From that to the scene where he busts through the wall to save Lois from falling down the steps. Yeah. Uh, it was just, 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 it's executed perfectly. There's like, like little, when, when Lois is sort of, you know, telling Bowman that she has this evidence against him, there's like little beads of sweat forming yeah. on Bowman's face. Yep. And her, her face, like her, 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 uh, you know, sort, sort of her reaction and, how changing up and being coy with him and trying to get him to admit to being the person that uh, actually did the murder is 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 good too. Just a little subtle thing. So I gave I gave visuals a nine out of ten. Uh, so not a perfect score, but but nine out of ten. All right. So moving on, we're on our last category, Liam. We're at voice acting. Uh, tell us what we need to know about our voice actors from this week. So uh, uh, really, there's it's not a big cast this week. You've got the regular the regular suspects. You got Tim Daly, who is. Carrying the lion's share of this episode. He does a narration bit, which... Absolutely. Correct me. I don't... I'd, I'd struggle to think of another episode where there's a character who does voiceover narration. No, I was trying to think if there's, like, a Batman where he does it. There's a little bit of it in, like, Robin's Reckoning. Like, sure. It's like, Dick kind of narrates his own origin story a little bit. Yeah. But not... But it's very rare that you get that sort of just traditional narration of a yep. story. And so Clark, so Tim Daly telling the story and ex, sort of explaining his own motivations and wanting to uh, you know to have a win for Clark instead of for Superman and and then even going through as you mentioned in the, in the scene with his parents talking about how he 
he needs to be Clark Kent, which I thought was, you know, again, the, the character who is theoretically the least human physically is maybe the most human of all, you know, of any DC hero. Right. Um, so I thought Tim Daly, one of his greatest performances, if not his greatest performance, I thought Dana Delaney was fantastic. She's great. Yeah, she invokes um, a lot of emotion, especially in a scene where she's looking at the photograph you mentioned. Yeah. Clark's, Clark's apartment. She... She does goes through a very wide range of emotions here, from that to when she's interrogating Bowman to, mm. you know, when she's she's even at the very end in the scene where they explain how Clark supposedly had amnesia and went to stay with Lana Lang and that's how he survived. The you know the subtle sarcasm and the disbelief that she has that oh, right like sort of suspecting things at this point. Not they don't they don't let on that she necessarily knows that he's Superman, but not necessarily believing that. Clark is telling the truth in all of this. Does a great job with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Eddie Barth is uh, Detective Bowman. Um, what do you think of his performance? It's good. He's not, again, he's not an over-the-top villain. He's a little, uh, you know, he's, he's, he sounds like a grizzled, you know, 1950s yeah. police detective. He's, yep. he's got a little bit of, a, I don't know, some kind of accent. And, and, and it just sounds, he sounds kind of world-weary and, you know, a little surly. Um, yeah. So I, th- I thought it worked. I don't think he's he's the weakest part. I even thought uh, David Kaufman as Jimmy Olsen, I thought, had a, a few. He's not a big part of the episode, but his ability to kind of share in the sadness with Lois when at the end when she's writing the story about how, uh, you know, Superman saved, you know, a, a death row inmate. And, you know, they, they're kind of remarking how it's, it's just not quite as much fun to, you know, write these stories and take these pictures when, when Clark's not there. Right. Um, so I thought... Overall, voice acting I gave an eight out of ten. I don't. I didn't think Bowman was great, and if if there was that iconic performance, I, I don't know. You could pick a voice. Ron Perlman came to mind, like somebody really, like really picture perfect. Maybe right. could have made this a, the third ten of my uh, right. <laughs> of my ratings here. So he, I think, lets it down a little bit. So yeah, I went I went eight out of ten for that. Uh, what about you? I went nine out of ten. I think for all the reasons we just talked about. Tim Daly's great. Danny Delaney's great. Um, I, I wouldn't give it a perfect score because of that. I thought Bowman was a little bit over the top. Uh, I mean, that last line, though, when he <laughs> that last line, he's Superman. Like, when he says that, that's... Classic for me, like that. That's one that's in my head for forever. So, uh, all those reasons, and this episode is as close to perfect as you can get. Well, it's funny we we've mentioned a few times there's certain episodes that like we had on tape mm-hmm. or that just got played a lot on Kids WB when we were growing mm-hmm. up. This one was not like, somehow in heavy circulation. I think maybe that's why maybe we... because it was a such a mature topic. But so we probably saw it once or twice, maybe. Right. And but like there's beats for the of this that I remembered like perfectly oh, yeah. long before DVDs you know full seasons of DVDs were coming out absolutely so which I think again sticks to you know I saw it when I was eight or nine years old and remembered a lot of it and remembered how, what a great story it was absolutely um, and I I do have a bonus point this yes. week to give hit us with a bonus point yes it's uh, tremendous. maybe I should have said this during visuals but there's a when they're about to launch the gas chamber. <laughs> Uh, they have a they have a cop who's administering the switch for the gas <laughs> to fill the chamber, 
and the cat, he's wearing an executioner's hood. It's so. Is this standard? Is this standard police procedure? Like, I I've never been to a to a to a death sentencing before, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure I don't think many uh, security guards or they just did it to protect his identity because they don't want any repercussions. Perhaps, I guess, you yes. Know? Uh, you know, you don't want you know the rich cop is the guy that actually pulled the trigger. Right. To, or the, the anti. The, you don't want the anti death penalty groups getting on this guy. He's just he just pulled the switch. He's so, just getting so he has an evil an evil executioner hood <laughs> that was so and random. I was I was like, what the f was that? <laughs> but it it was in. I don't know. Somehow it makes it even better. Like it, was, it does. It because it's, it. it makes it also seem even less humane than it already seemed when they're about <laughs> to kill this innocent man, and it's like, and they've got like the governor and some other police <laughs> officials just sitting calmly watching as this man in this ridiculous hood is about to. Again, it's a gas chamber. It's a gas chamber. So uh, yeah, that's. I give a bonus point for the hooded executioner prisoner guard. Uh, which I think brings my total up to 36 of 40. 36 out of 40 is what I got for you as well. I've got to check, but this might be the highest rated episode pretty, of anything we've done so far. Pretty sure that's our highest rating. Between between the two of us, I'm pretty sure that's the highest. We may, may have had 35 before, but I don't remember going up that high. Maybe a 36 for, for so this, is, this is certainly, as you mentioned, in that upper echelon of, of nothing to fear of the Phantasm movie, which again speaks to how this had 22 minutes to tell a story. It was really good, and it was perfect, and it was pretty darn perfect. So, yep, you know the that that really I think speaks highly to the again the creative team involved, from the writers to the animators, absolutely uh, everybody that worked on this deserved. Uh, I mean, I, they won daytime Emmys for various things. I don't think they won one for this, but they really should have. And weirdly, they didn't do a, a uh, for the DVD. They didn't do a commentary for this no. episode, which I would have loved to. To hear maybe maybe in the future they'll they'll do one or something on a on an anniversary or something but uh yeah definitely my final score by the way 33 33 out of 40 so we're right in the same neighborhood this is a really great episode um with that said uh do us a favor uh hit us up on social media liam runs our twitter as i mentioned at dcau review man if you've watched this episode or if you haven't watched this episode in the last several years shut uh, our show off right now and go watch yes i don't know why you're listening to this instead of doing that go watch it give us some feedback let us know what you thought it is a tremendously fun episode written so incredibly well um, and uh, really, you'll if you don't enjoy it, we'll give you your money back, <laughs> unless you pay for it to rent it. In which case, we're not going to pay for you to rent something. Else. <laughs> Go watch it on Amazon for free, or find it however you find things on the internet. Um, but with that said, uh, we'll start to wrap things up here. We thank you so much for listening to this episode of the DCAU Review. Uh, if you like us, please do us a favor. Uh, like us on Facebook. Find us at uh, DCAU Review. We don't do much on there because, as Liam always says, Facebook makes you pay. <laughs> but uh, we do a lot of stuff on Twitter. And by we, I mean Liam. Liam runs our Twitter account. So tweet any feedback at him. He's always good at interacting and discussing things, themes, thoughts on different things. Maybe you disagree with us. Maybe you hate this episode. Maybe you think that we're uh, looking at this with Superman-colored glasses. Uh, but uh, we'd love to hear regardless what your feedback is. Check us out on the iTunes, please. We'd love a subscription. Subscribe to us and uh, give us a five-star review. That helps us out tremendously with our uh, ratings and stuff on there. Gets us gets us uh, some, some more listens if possible. We'd love to love to get out there and have more people listen to us. Liam, any any closing thoughts? No, just like like we always say at the end, love love interacting with people. This is a, such a tremendous episode. It's 
It's one of those episodes you watch it and then you record you record a show and you talk about how great it was and you just remind you, oh yeah, that's why we wanted to do this show. Yeah, is because we you know we talked about you know just trying to rank episodes or doing this all in our head or typing out a list. It's like no, I want to talk about this stuff for out, half hours, hours, <laughs> however long it takes to just let you all know how freaking great this episode and episodes like this are. So tremendous. All right. Uh, so with that, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you for listening to us. I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on next week's episode. Goodbye.